You are now tuned into anything potable. The most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause. Like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital. Like Antoine when he shimmied after shots went through. So tell me why you mad even. Your team gonna be sad leaving after matching up with Brad Stevens. Each season, champion contenders. We drop twice a week like you trying to guard Kemba. Your team whack and your players whacker. I got the inside scoop after hanging up with Jay and Packer. Okay, we about chips here. I'm talking about this year. Banner 12 plus 6 here. Carson was top rookie. I'm seeing it now. Ain't playing around with Tatum and Hay with a Brown. We off the charts, but you gotta play it market smart. Close out, cause he pulling up from Harvard Yard. Gang green, it's no other way. So tune in to the pod if you plan on staying up to date. You heard? Welcome to Anything is Potable, the Boston Celtics podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam Jam Packard, professional sports fan, and I'm joined by the kid, the god, the legend himself on his vacation, calling in Celtics beat reporter for the Athletic that's right, Jay King, everyone. And Jay King saw this basketball game and said he needed to talk about it. And so before we get to that, we are going to have a very special guest joining us tonight. Known Celtics fan, known haver of takes, the Prince of Posting, Sam Sheehan is here, everyone. He also wanted to talk about this very exciting basketball game. Sam Sheehan, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing great. I can't imagine how anyone could watch um, such a fantastic display of basketball and not come away from it feeling rejuvenated, feeling quite frankly, like you've transcended to Nirvana. Um, you know, I'm new to Buddhist practices and, you know, what it's like to sort of achieve enlightenment, but I think it has to be, you know, it has to be pretty close to watching the Celtics get um, their boots blown off by what, 30, 40 points? I don't know. I, I, I sort of lost track of the exact amount of uh, points they were losing by because I was just having such a good time. Yeah, I think it was the nine-minute stretch in the third quarter where the Celtics scored four points that really uh, solidified it as a great game. Jay, you're the professional here. Is there cause for concern? I'm not surprised by their performance, but it's not great. I do think there's a little cause for concern. I mean, <laughs> how many known how many known good players do the Celtics have on their roster? <laughs> like, like you you are a hundred percent sure they're a good player at in the year 2020. Three and a half. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, fr- fr- I think uh, I saw a friend of the uh, friend of the pod. Uh, I don't want to put words in your guys' mouth, but I believe friend of the pod, Danger Cart, tweeted out that there's a lot of dead weight on this roster, and uh, God, it's hard to disagree with that assessment. <laughs> just and the seeing. problem. The problem is, is the dead weight's at the middle of the roster. It's not just the last five guys. There's uh, some issues with the middle five guys. And as long as Kemba Walker's out, this team's not going to score points, especially when Jason Tatum goes to the bench, mm-hmm. which could be a problem because you need points to win. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out the non-Tatum minutes. I think he was a plus five in this game, right? Which which means when he was out, they were like minus 1,794. <laughs> um, but like the offense without him last year had – Probably Gordon Hayward running the show. Probably 
a couple other guys who could who could make plays. And this year it's like Jalen Brown is running things and he's never really been a primary playmaker. He that's was better tonight. That's what they've tried though in the first couple preseason games. And he made a pass and people got excited. He did improve tonight from the first preseason game. Yeah, I, I just think that the Celtics have a lot of players who can't necessarily shoot. And <laughs> and there, there's a lot of uh, pressure the way that their roster is on Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart to do a lot of the heavy lifting. And look, they're going to look different when, when Tice is playing big minutes and when Tristan Thompson is playing big minutes. Like I think their defense will be a lot better in games that matter. But they also have to figure out a lot of things with this rotation. I mean, right now they're starting Javante Green, who really never played last year as a 27-year-old rookie or whatever he was. I I think what I keep coming back to, and I don't want to, and I don't want to like totally panic because of a, you know a preseason game or you know two two games into the preseason, the Celtics had how many weeks off? Two, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, a couple like, days off. Right. Yeah. Like I. So I don't want to like get to go too far down the rabbit hole here, but it does seem like the Celtics don't have much of an offensive plan um, when Jason Tatum isn't going, but besides launch threes. Um, And it's been that way with this roster for quite some time where if Jason Tatum is off and the Celtics three point shooting is off at the same time, you get games like tonight where just everything is ugly and there's no solid like plan or offensive set or idea that they can go to, especially when Kemba Walker is not out there. Is it possible Tatum's good enough where that it doesn't even matter the rest of it? I mean, if yeah, when he's not on the court, they need something. They need a plan. <laughs> and last year they could go to Kemba Walker, who was the. That's not true. Jay King does not pass the ball. Jay we, King we got we got here. we got Jeff Goodman royalty, ESPN royalty in the comments right now. Shout out to Goodman, who's who's a true scumbag. <laughs> but what I was trying to po- the point I was trying to make is that Kemba Walker was the most efficient pick and roll uh, ball handler in the league last year, or one of. They're going to miss that. It's like just something you can turn to now. It's basically Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. And Marcus Smart, you know, what, he was one of seven from three tonight. That's going to happen once every four games. Like you're, just, I don't know how they're going to deal with the bad Marcus Smart nights, they're basically going to need Jason and Jalen to show up on most nights if they're going to get enough points at this point. I'm completely overreacting. I know it's two games in, but it just feels like we we saw this coming, especially with Kemba being hurt. It's, it's not encouraging that the Celtics looked less together um, and sloppier than a Nets team that, like, has a first-time head coach, like, a lot of these guys, there's a lot of, you know, been a lot of like Kyrie drama and stuff like that in the last like two weeks. And Nets didn't really play like that. I mean, having Kevin Durant on your team will, will I'm sure it's is a balm that will soothe many, many wounds. But I, I just, I don't know. It looked like, it looked like their identities were like swapped where, where like one team the Nets looked like they'd been playing together a lot longer. Like everyone, but Deandre Jordan for the Nets looked pretty good tonight and Celtics couldn't really take anything away from anyone <laughs> on the Nets end. Like I, love Jason, much, I, I love how much angst there is <laughs> around, around the Celtics. Like they went to the, the Eastern conference finals right. and they came back and had two very bad preseason games. And everyone is going wild right now. 
it's and, not and, and I love it. And I, I think like it makes sense, right? That they're mm-hmm. not a hundred like they lost right. Gordon Hayward, they lost Kemba Walker. They were gonna have to kind of refigure a number of things with how they play. Not to mention just their rotation in the first place, but how they play because they lost two guys who were very pivotal to them. And then it's like they came back after literally like a month and a half off season, and they're just jumping right back into things. So they're they're looking at this like this is preseason, and the Nets are looking at it like this is Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They've been basically not playing real games for a year and a half each. And I know Kyrie played some games with the Nets last season, but they've essentially been off for a full season each. And so they're coming back, and they're excited. They are so excited to play together and to see how things work. And the Celtics are kind of like, this isn't the fucking playoffs anymore. Like, this is <laughs> this is a, a meaningless game in preseason with no fans back at the TD Garden. This is It's a bizarre feel. And so they have every excuse for being bad right now, but they have been bad. They have been bad. They have not looked good. And I think they will look better when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum play normal games. But but those guys are going to have to be really good, really good for okay, but- until Kemba gets back because they're going to have a lot on their shoulders. What is this Google Home app stuff? Packer, get it together. Get it. Like you up. do you I live said in the ex okay. machina house? Like <laughs> I said okay to try to interrupt and Google. We got we got robots popping out of the podcast tonight. <laughs> this oh. is this is the highfalutin jam lifestyle. I I have never talked to a robot in my entire life. I was terrifying and I don't even know. I lost my point completely. Oh, what happens when Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown play their normal minutes, but it's just one of those nights where they're a combined eight of 38 from three point land. Like the Celtics shot a lot of threes tonight. That is basically what the Celtics do. That is Brad Stevens offense. You're going to launch a lot of threes. Some nights it just doesn't work, uh, but they have enough kind of talent to like, I don't know, make something of it right now. It feels like if Jalen Brown doesn't score 20 points in the game, they're screwed. Yeah. And there's just no, and I think especially right now with where the Celtics are with with no Kemba and with their wing depth like it is. I mean, we, we literally did it at the top of the show, like that there's there is a real weakness. Like, I don't know who's going to get the minutes at this point in like the extended rotation. Like, it looks like Grant, I think Grant Williams has been like pretty solid. But like outside of that, like who who is for sure going to be in the rotation to like start the year of the guys like we've seen that aren't like solid starters while Kemba's out because Semi Ojale is going to be in the rotation and Celtics Twitter is going to be furious. He is uh public enemy. Number one. I don't know if he deserves it, but he's going to get those minutes. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's early on. You know what I'm saying? We're I'm not have, rooting for that. Right. I'm not rooting for that. I just know that Brad's going to play him. If there's any positive to come out of this game, I think it's got to be Green Bean. Aaron Neesmith made some shots. That was cool. Hustle plays seems to be generally around the ball. Tried to dunk on, uh, I think it was Jeff. No, it was Torian Prince. That was pretty cool. A little bit more explosive. We Not saw a, it was. We saw Kevin Durant rise to the challenge of taking and guarding his rival Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> uh, so that was that was all something else. You know, you you love it when guys you know get that recognition. So good for Peyton Pritchard. Jay, are there any positives we can take from this game as a as Celtics fans? 
I think Jeff Teague has largely looked oh, yeah. not washed up. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that Jeff is Teague, a, let's go. <laughs> that, like that that's a that's a big deal for the Celtics. If Jeff Teague is pretty good. Um yeah. not as good a thing for them that they've looked their best when Jeff Teague is on the floor and haven't really looked not <laughs> on the floor. But but other than that, like it's a good thing for them that he's making shots and generally getting to his spots and looking like he still has some life left as an NBA player. So Jeff Teague, bright spot, known bright spot Jeff Teague. <laughs> known three-point maker. Everyone talks um, about him, always hitting threes, Jeff Teague. Former all-star Jeff Teague, returning to form. Yeah, it, it was it was a I'm not gonna lie, it was like a tough game. It was yeah. a tough game for the Celtics. <laughs> like you? when when Caris Levert was coming in and just kind of dominating anyone on the second unit and getting wherever he wanted and doing whatever he wanted. And then Grant Williams tried to shoot at the rim and Kevin Durant was kind of like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I, I I knew it wasn't going to be a good night when Jared Allen absolutely – I'm a huge Robert Williams. I have an agenda for Robert Williams and I want Robert Williams to be good. But, boy, Jared Allen did some uh, – Took took advantage of young time lord early on in this game, and it, it was that was when I could feel, uh oh, it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> Jared, we, we Jared got, Allen is going to town here. It's gonna be a long night for you. We got Coley Coley coming in with the comment: twenty percent Eastern Conference Player of the Month, Jeff T. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. It's a fair point. I mean, were you guys surprised about how good the Nets were? I feel like there was. My question's going in. I just talk myself into quite conventional wisdoms like, up, oh, Durant's coming back from that Achilles. It might be, uh, might be a little tough for the Nets there. And then it was just like, oh, yeah, Kevin Durant, very good at scoring the basketball. Kyrie Irving, also elite at uh, basketball scoring. They might be a, a solid squadron. I don't know. You, you know who's the, two, the true big winner of the Celtics' first two preseason games? The trade exception. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trade exception is the huge winner of the first two games because that looks more valuable than ever right now. Yeah, and I, they, I mean the selling—they're going to have to figure out some things. They're going to have to—I don't know what their bench is going to look like, and I don't know how they're going to get any scoring from the bench, especially when when Tatum's out. Last year they always like their plan when they were fully healthy last year was to have three out of Kemba, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, um, Marcus wow. Smart, and Jalen Brown on the court. The, at all guys, the best five lineup. At, all right, they, their plan was to have three of those guys on the court at all times. They only have three left right now. Total. <laughs> total. So, so it's basically going to be like one of them on the court at some points. And they haven't really upgraded many other spots with the exception of maybe Jeff Teague and maybe Tristan Thompson when he comes back, I assume he'll be a, a major upgrade for their second unit. But right now, like their offense is uh it's gonna be it could be tough for them. The offense could be tough for them. Yeah. I well, and I don't know how they fix it. How do they fix yeah, it? Yeah, they, there's just not that's my thing is if like it's basically like shoot better is the only like real option. And I don't know like or just turn it into like Tatum ISOs. Yeah. yeah. Right? As like, I say, we, we're going to just go harden the full harden offense with Tatum. Yeah. I don't, don't think that's the worst shooters. idea. Yeah. I mean, that might be where we're at. 
it's pretty much feels like the season's dependent on the health of Kemba Walker's knee. And because yes. Jay, you asked earlier, how many plus players do the Celtics have? He is definitely one of them. And they are going to need to, if they're going to win basketball series in the playoffs, they're going to need to have basically their top six players healthy and available to them. Because after that, there's not that many plus players on the roster. We don't know what it's going to turn into, but you need pretty much 30 minutes of Kemba Walker uh, for them, this team to have a chance with the kind of better teams in the East. What I, what I will say for the Celtics is if they can figure out their rotations and Kemba can be healthy, I do like an on paper version of the Celtics that has a lot of, a lot of answers for a lot of different questions, which is not something the Celtics have had a lot in the past. Like I think once they do have their full strength lineup with Tristan Thompson and some of these other guys, they are going to be able to be more versatile and attack um, opponent weaknesses better, which is something that might make them a better playoff team than a regular season team, especially with like offensive struggles and some of these other things. I mean, you look at like, you know, Tristan Thompson will be handling, you know, some of the big centers, you know, um, once Romeo Langford gets healthy, maybe he'll be able to, you know, play a little bit more on the wing. And Peyton Pritchard will fill the valuable meme minutes that <laughs> the team will need to make sure that everyone's posting at a high level. So the, you, everyone's got their role, is what I mean to say. They play yeah. the games, so to play the games. And I think it's fair to say, when obviously, when Kemba comes back, everything will look a lot better. But I also think like the margin for error for this team is a lot lower than it was last year. Like last year, they could have one of their best players in Gordon Hayward out and reach the Eastern conference finals this year. If one of their best players is out, like what happens? (laughs) What What happens if Tatum misses two? Yeah. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Y'all like Cleveland Cavaliers games. (laughs) (laughs) That's that might be what we're looking at. I, yeah, I don't know. That, that was mean, but uh, <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, the the margin for error is just so much smaller because they lost a really good player, and yeah. and they didn't really replace that really <laughs> good player in any meaningful way, except with a big trade exception, which could potentially be used at some point. Yeah, I will. I will say I, I don't know if that changes their like playoff outlook so much because they just also didn't have that player in the playoffs like Agreed. ever when Agreed. they made the Eastern conference finals. So that, that was always, so like the, the Gordon Hayward Celtics, we never really in all of the time he was here, we know it was just sort of a, um, you know, an idea, you know, it's never something we actually really saw outside of like the regular season. So I, I do think that that, you know, Pacers if you want to be positive was dope though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if you, you know, if you are like thinking about like, you know, the Celtics and you want to like be positive, that's, that's where I would look at like positive, you know, being positive. The Celtics did add Tristan Thompson to the playoff roster that had an injured, was clearly injured Kemba Walker and nothing else and still made the Eastern Conference finals, albeit in a bubble setting, yada, yada, yada. But, um, but it might be a painful regular season that might not be too much fun to watch at times is what we might be learning here in the early regular season, early preseason here. But if it is painful, it will be fun to read about on uh, The Athletic, which you Seamless. can get right now. Seamless. Uh, if you go to theathletic.com slash anything is potable, you can get one subscription. No, 
No, not one. Two subscriptions for the price of one. You can buy one for yourself and give it away. Read uh, articles from Jay King. That's theathletic.com slash anything is potable. We are going to wrap it up with the world-famous potable six-pack where we will draft the six best things to come out of today's game. Uh, Sam Sheehan, you are our guest. You are an observer of man. I'll give you the first pick. Um, I'd like to say, uh, I, I'd like to start with, uh, I, I think it's nice that we have Jason Tatum on our basketball team. I think that's nice. I, I like that. I enjoy that. I think that was a good thing to, uh, for the Celtics to have going on for them today. And there was a brief, like three minute period where both him and Jalen Brown knocked down threes. They were kind of frisky in transition. There was some excitement in the third quarter. I, th- I had that moment tonight. It was nice to remember what it was like to root for a good basketball team. Yes. <laughs> the two preseason games have warped the minds of Celtics fans everywhere. It's like it's like they haven't. Well, hold on, hold on. It's, like, it's not. It's not like present tense. This is this is it is a warped mind of uh, we are we are all infant children who this is always going to be us. This is the consequences for getting that close to the finals and having this many turnovers is that we just turn into dickheads. Where it's just like we expect greatness at all times. And it's, now it's like two bad preseason games. Like it's over. It's Season like they haven't made the playoffs in twelve years. Like yep. legitimately, like they haven't made the playoffs in twelve years, and everyone is just freaking <laughs> out. And I appreciate that. And I, I think there's a pretty fair chance that once opening night hits, like Jason Tatum starts scoring thirty or forty points a game, and everyone realizes, like, oh yeah, that's why the Celtics are good. Like though they're they're pretty good. They still got some dudes. Do you but guys think now, he needs to cut his hair? A lot of the talk on the timeline that Tatum's hair needs to go for them to score points. Those no. those curls don't have buckets in them, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Guys who don't cut their hair, um, you know, maybe because they're uh, I don't know, uh, they're normal and they uh, they're sitting at home um, quarantining. They're actually like pretty hot, and a lot of people like them and think they're cool. So I see things Jason Tatum's way. That's a fair first pick, Jay. Your second pick in the potable six pack. I'm going with Aaron Neesmith's attempted dunk. That thing <laughs> was awesome. It especially like he has a reputation as a shooter. So you kind of just think of him as a shooter, even though you know he can do some other things. But so when he goes up and tries to cram it on someone's head, that's it's electric. It's electric. And he he's kind of out there like his his first couple of preseason games, he's just kind of running around and and really trying hard and and shooting some shots. And I'm not sure he really knows what's going on yet, but but he's trying. And he's yeah. he's got that motor, and when he Shot rose up, good too. Shot when he rose up and tried to dunk on a fool, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, Big I, point for, active I'll on the glass ahead. too. No, he's yeah. active on the glass too. That's what I've liked about Aaron Neesmith. He's not afraid to mix it up. Tractor man, tractor man will plow the fields. In yeah, there. With that he'll get a positive wingspan. He's got just mm-hmm. like me, not in a yep. negative wingspan. Have her like Jay. Mm-hmm. For my first pick, I'm shocked. Absolutely, and somewhat appalled that this fell to me. Kyrie Irving burned Sage on the court before the game. Which is just like, is this performance art? Is this, like, knowing full well that that's going to be captured on camera. Now, the best part of the report is I think he did it before the Nets' first preseason game in Brooklyn. So it wasn't just like he was trying to 
unfuck the vibes in the Boston Garden <laughs> specifically. But just like the pure visual of that coming across my timeline of Kyrie Irving burning sage, like saying what up to the ball boys, that it, that's just absurd. That was ridiculous. I've never seen anything like that before in my entire life. And but however, if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be Kyrie. And it was especially going to be Kyrie after referring to himself as an artist for the past couple weeks and and just talking about how all his art. He was go- there was it was only a matter of time before he showed up with Sage and started burning <laughs> it inside a basketball arena. And the fact that it was in Boston and he was walking around and by himself, like just, <laughs> just I mean, burning Sage. So I'll, I'll I was take, I was I'll, in stitches. I'll, I'll take the other corner on this because um, Ooh, you, you guys you are so, so you guys might not know this, but as a you know as an athlete myself. Um, and you know, a few people uh, have, known have reached, runner? yeah, known cross country runner. You know, um, a lot of people haven't gotten to the same you know athletic peak that Kyrie and I have. And you know, we've seen a lot of the same things. So, I actually had a similar thing I would do in um, you know visiting cross country locker rooms with my um, my bod uh, body spray, where I would um, spritz it a- around the locker room to establish dominance. Um, the Kyrie's is obviously a much more, um, you know, peaceful, um, you know, unfucking the vibes thing. Mine was much more aggressive, you know, because cross country is the, you know, the most aggressive of the sports, probably the most, you know, powerful. So I I get it, you know, so like, (laughs) I, I just want to say that I think Kyrie Irving was in the right here. Um, and I defend him unconditionally. Kyrie has become the Pedro Serrano of the NBA. That's it. That was a major league reference. I'm not sure either of you guys got it. No, I got it. Uh, I was trying to think of another Pedro Serrano reference. I don't have a, a bag that deep, but he can't hit a curveball, and people forget that. Now, what? Now, are they going to call the team in those movies uh, the the Cleveland baseball team? Am I right? I mean, what? What? This is the future liberals want. I'd say the Cleveland Italians is what we need. <laughs> I, I, I want them to make that switch. <laughs> this is this is, a, this is what the people want. That's fair. You know what the people want, and this is going to be want my a second backward pick. Is what? Oh, I was transitioning to it, Jay. Uh, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> it was the people want an end to the war on Tice. This man that gets is into true. The game. <laughs> this man gets into the game and immediately gets fouled <laughs> and gets uh, does not get it called. Immediately gets two fouls called on him. I think he had two foul calls in the first four minutes of play. It's just absurd. I don't know what he did. He talks a lot of shit, but I don't think he does it to the refs. I just like that's his kind of personality. But it's it's ridiculous at this point. I don't even have jokes about it anymore. It's just it's just part of his personality, and it's it's upsetting. I, I thought, yeah, I thought I had seen the worst of it with like Kelly Olynyk back in the day, but like Kelly Olynyk like earned some of that. Like, and this is like this is crazy. Like Tyson, there was one time he just like clearly got fouled. Like back to back like he got the rebound after getting fouled and then got fouled again <laughs> and it's like i don't know what we need to do maybe we need to like stage a photo shoot where we recreate like the ve day thing with like a, a troop smooching like tice <laughs> smooching a, a fan or something to like that signal the end of the war on tice because it is it is getting old at this point. <laughs> and they, they need him at this point because if he fouls out, then they have even less depth. Well, it's then they'll have Tristan city. Thompson. Don't forget about Tristan Thompson. He's going to be a big part of the Celtics as soon as he arrives. Yes. Well, that's exciting. Jay, your second pick. Um, my, my favorite part of this game, 
and there were not many good parts of this game, um, was Mike Gorman and Brian Scalabrini discussing TLC for Timothy Luawe Cabarro or whatever the fuck you say his name, Mike. They were just so excited to be able to call him TLC rather than his full name. I don't even want to say his full name for the same reasons they don't want to say his full name, but it their joy and Mike Gorman's joy when Scal coined TLC. And I think TLC is like a pretty regular nickname for him. Oh, it's pretty standard. Yeah. I'd say, say, I think it's basketball reference official. But Gorman was just so excited to not have to say his name and to have Scal call him TLC. And they, they must've said it like 10 or 11 times. And that just gave me so much joy. It was one of those games where the banter between Scal and Gorman kind of takes precedent over what's actually going on on the court. And and those those are the little moments you live for. Big, very important question for the podcast right now. Jay King, what is your favorite TLC song or your favorite member of TLC? Um, um no scrubs, bro. Yeah, oh, I was. Man. I was. I was actually. That's the only one I know. That's the only one I know. I was going to make what a segue the- about that. That it is a little bit ironic that uh, you know, TLC the player, um, and he's a scrub, and the no scrubs is the TLC song. <laughs> it is <laughs> ironic. From- oh, they were the water. They were the don't go chasing waterfalls group. Yeah, and creep. Uh, creep. Yep. No, no, no. no. Waterfalls answer. is my jam. Well, you got T Bob. chasing waterfalls. I might have to mute you. To the rivers and the. I had to, I had to Tony Reality him right there. Uh, but the answer is Lisa Left Eye Lopez is. Yo, yo, don't ever mute me again. This will be mute wars if you try to do that again. I, that was horrible. For our listeners at home, there's a, there's a mute battle going on. Yeah. There's a fight the, for the soul the, of the pod is going on right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll unmute Packer, but don't don't do that again. That was that was too much. If I'm if I'm singing, you just gotta listen to the rivers and the potables you're used to. That was terrible. I know it that you're gonna bridge. have it your way or nothing at all. But I think you're moving too fast. You know, chili. Uh, <laughs> what 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 guitar sound were you just trying to do from that? I don't know. Chili from TLC used to be a date, uh, Usher, and then Usher, you know, the songs about his confessions. <laughs> but, Let it burn. Let it burn. <laughs> all right. All right. This is going off the rails. Sam Chien, take it on home with the sixth pick in the potable six pack. All right. Well, you know, something I've, uh, uh, a personal project of mine is uh, I've been watching the, the rise of young Peyton Pritchard um, because I, I've taken tremendous interest in him because a lot of people said, oh, that was a bad pick. They could have gotten him way later. And everyone's missing the point that it doesn't matter how good Peyton Pritchard is because he is our most memeable player. So uh, we're going to do the pee-pee corner right now. This is the fast pee-pee corner um, where we talk about all the pee-pee in the corner that we had. Not Peyton's best game. So um, it looked like he might actually, uh, you know, be, be pretty strong. Caught a lot of people by surprise last game. Uh, less, less great game for Peyton Pritchard, but, uh, you know, he did go toe-to-toe with Kevin Durant. And that's, uh, that's what I'm going to say for the rest of the uh, – that was the time. Oh yeah, and the Time Lord entry pass. That was also very nice. That, that was, was quite nice. Thank that you. Was a- smart to smart to my point for our, uh, the honorable smart mention. Tommy point, you dumbass. Touche. Jay. Star, or it could be smart to M my point. 
Either one could be happening. It's, you know, you know what the classic cliche is when you mess up, but it's still the preseason. It's preseason for all of us, guys. Preseason for yeah. all of us. Well, regular season starts soon, so we better clean this up. And you know we will here on The Athletic. We thank Sam Sheehan for joining us here on this very special live post-game podcast. If you want to listen to more, subscribe. Listen to where you listen to this podcast. Just keep doing that, and it'll help be helpful for us. We'll join you next week with me and Jay. We'll do some sort of full season preview. Although Jay, looking nice with a haircut from Dom, is already in midseason form. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of...